I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. The largest homeless encampment in Oakland is Wood Street. Maybe you've seen it. It stretches for multiple city blocks underneath the 880 freeway in West Oakland. About two to 300 people call it home. From the outside, it may look chaotic, but a tight-knit community has been built there over the years. It's a community that's always had to live with the threat of eviction, as well as the consequences of neglect. Wood Street sits on land owned by multiple stakeholders, including the state's transit agency, Caltrans. The site has long been plagued with illegal dumping by housed residents. It's a place to toss trash and hide stolen vehicles. That kind of buildup has made the site dangerous. In mid-July, a two-alarm fire broke out at Wood Street. California Highway Patrol officers were already at the scene supervising a debris cleanup when the fire started, but the flames raged on. Dark plumes of smoke stopped traffic on the highway above. Wood Street resident Jeremy Oliveira was there. We were packing up, getting ready to leave. I was helping my friend get the RV fixed so we could tow it out of there. But the fire broke out. When I saw the smoke, I went and looked and realized how much black smoke there was. Seven people were displaced. They lost their homes and vehicles. And now that may happen to hundreds more. Because of that July fire, state and city agencies are threatening to permanently close the Wood Street encampment. This comes after years of warnings and back and forths. Oakland and state officials have struggled to manage the site and the safety of its residents. But residents argue that getting pushed out of Wood Street is unfair. Many were already asked to relocate to the site after being asked to leave other encampments. And now community members are being evicted in the name of safety. Fifth Emission producer and reporter Karen Creighton has been following the eviction saga of Wood Street for a long time. She reported on the issue almost a year ago for Fifth Emission. Now, Karen dives into the latest escalation. Who's ultimately responsible for the unsafe living conditions at Wood Street? And how are residents fighting back? Everything burned all the way down to dust, like not a single retrievable item. I took a good look around and I just cried. Jessica Huffman and her neighbor Matt Schatzinger escaped their homes on the morning of July 11th, struggling to keep track of their two dogs as they fled a fire burning near their fenced-in compound. They've lived at Wood Street for three years and lost everything in July's two-alarm blaze. Jessica cried in Matt's arms, her flaming pink hair hiding her face, as police pushed the growing crowd away from the black cloud of smoke that surrounded their former home. Fires at Wood Street are a problem, and they can be deadly. The Oakland Fire Department has had to respond to 48 blazes on the northern half of the encampment this year, including an April RV fire where one person who was trapped inside died. The most recent fire in July prompted Caltrans, the state's transportation agency, to accelerate efforts to move people out of Wood Street in a matter of days. Caltrans owns most of the land where the encampment sits, so it issued eviction notices to residents, saying the entire encampment would be cleared by August 1st because of safety risks. It was an earlier deadline than promised. 
Caltrans had planned to finish clearing out Wood Street by the end of the year. I think it's really cruel that they would not consider the fact that a fire just occurred and burnt down half of our backyard and most of our our belongings. They didn't give us any extra time to 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 recuperate and move all our things or, or anything. What if your house burnt down? How would you feel? Or what if half of your house burned down? You're trying to recover what little possessions you could out of the rest of it. How would you feel? But you have to move right now. Fires don't just happen at Wood Street. In 2021, the Oakland Fire Department responded to 681 encampment fires across the city. So far this year, there have been 399. The fires range enormously in size and severity, and there have been different culprits. A discarded cigarette, a tipped-over grill. Other blazes are as big as a tent, a wood structure, or even an RV. Responding to encampment fires quickly can be challenging for firefighters. Heather Mosdeen is Deputy Chief of Operations for the Oakland Fire Department. There are makeshift roads in there. They're not paved. They're wet, especially in the winter. And the engines are really heavy. So you have to make sure that you don't put your engine in a spot where then they get stuck. She says even just finding the location of a fire at Wood Street is hard. And I think that's the case in a lot of encampment fires and emergencies that we see. These encampments are tucked out of the way. And and rightfully so, right? You don't want to be out in the open where people are going to constantly be harassing you for where you're at. So these encampments are out of the way and it makes it more challenging to get to them. There's also no specific address for firefighters to respond to, no easy hydrant access, and no streetlights under the highway. Most structures aren't built to a specific code, so firefighters don't always know what they're getting into or when they might be putting themselves at risk. It would be great if there was infrastructure out there for these people to live so that when we went out there, we know exactly where we're going. We have lights at night. We have a water supply. We want to know that when we go into a building or a a shelter that's on fire, that it's not going to fall on top of us. So there's a lot of things that we would like to see where people are living as well. So why do these fires keep happening? And who's responsible? The Wood Street encampment sits on land owned by multiple stakeholders, including the city, the state, railway companies, and private business owners. Without a sole party to hold accountable, the agencies have avoided responsibility for clearing trash and offering people services. That matters, because long-time neglect can create risky environments for encampment residents who have no other place to live. Osha Newman is a longtime civil rights lawyer for East Bay Community Law Center. He places the blame on the city, county, and state. Wood Street has been here for years, and no one has done anything about it. They all know that there are these vehicles here, there's junk, there's garbage. All of that should have been taken care of. People have had to live with it. And that's the context of these fires starting. And it's just, it's awful. It's awful for the people here that on top of the threats of eviction, having to live in this situation, not being even an alternative, they have to deal with these kind of catastrophes, which are going to be inevitable unless the city and the county and the state and all the different agencies get together and find a real alternative for people rather than simply coming in at the last moment to try and kick people out. The two-alarm Wood Street fire in July has prompted these most recent evictions of encampment residents. But some of them have already been moved by Caltrans. The agency began clearing the south end of the encampment last year. They use large crews of workers for encampment cleanings, 
and residents often find it hard to identify trash from belongings before things are thrown away. I do consider myself a guest here, and I like to comply with their request. But uh, there's 50 people standing around there, all of them wanting to help. And the only thing they did was, as soon as I was bringing something in, they'd grab something and throw it in the dumpster. Kelly Thompson is a 74-year-old Vietnam veteran. He lives in a travel trailer that attaches to his truck. His space is solar-powered and equipped with security cameras and patrolled by four tiny, long-haired chihuahuas who bark whenever a visitor approaches. I heard some popping, and then I started seeing reflections flying through my window. Came out here, and that thing was on fire. He's talking about a van that ignited at the Wood Street encampment in mid-May. It happened about 50 feet from where he now lives, after being moved by Caltrans. I assumed the fire department was going to be here soon, but it took a while for them to get in here. And then when they did, it was real hot, and it took them a while to put it out. Before he was forced to relocate, Thompson lived in a secluded compound on the southwestern section of Wood Street. It gave him a sense of community. He lived there with his neighbor Clutch. The area had security lighting and motion sensors, and the tight-knit community watched each other's backs. Clutch says they grew vegetables together, like corn and potatoes. And we had our own weed, of course. Gotta love California. We're just trying to make something out of nothing, you know? We don't have anything, and, and we're trying to find little things here and there to make it into something of our own. But now, Thompson and Clutch are in an open space along the encampment's main dirt roadway. They've lost the ability to choose their neighbors. Thompson says that creates an unsafe situation. One person parked an abandoned RV within four feet of Thompson's place, filled to the brim with trash and other flammable materials. I'm constantly terrified of that situation because, you know, if, if he's parked next to you, within 10 feet, sometimes even further away than that, the heat from it, you know, it starts warping your fixtures, uh, your windows, start popping and everything, you know, it goes, and then it goes ablaze too, if it gets hot enough. I don't like being parked within 20 feet of anybody. RVs are highly flammable and have caught fire even in Oakland's sanctioned homeless encampments, which are often referred to as safe RV parking spaces. In March, three RVs caught fire in a safe parking area just east of Wood Street. The close quarters in these sanctioned sites are often cited by unhoused residents as a reason for not wanting to stay in city-regulated encampments. Caltrans has tried to help at Wood Street by clearing debris like abandoned cars and illegally dumped furniture from the area. The agency also moves residents as they see fit. But now, they're pushing for a more drastic measure. Eviction. More with Karen Creighton after a quick break. We'll hear more about how Caltrans is trying to manage the safety risks of Wood Street. It's not just about cleaning it up. It's about moving people out. We'll hear how Wood Street residents are resisting that decision. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app.
So now we're going to go to phase two and phase one, and you'll see those are the areas that we've cleared, and we've been able to keep those clear. And uh, The most recent Wood Street fire in July has put the site's primary landowner, Caltrans, on alert. The agency has tried to explain what it's doing to manage the encampment. In early June, the agency led a press tour of Wood Street. They've divided the land into three zones, and they're clearing it out, section by section. Once an area is cleared, concrete barriers and fences are put up so that no one can get back in. They've estimated the total cost of the cleanup at about $7 million. Before July's fire, Caltrans would move people to different locations within the encampment after cleaning. But now, they're planning to move people off the land entirely because of the, quote, safety risks to life, property, and infrastructure at the encampment. Here's the agency's Deputy District Director of External Affairs, Cheryl Chambers. Back in 2020, Oakland Fire told us that if we didn't clear phase one, it was just going to be another ghost ship that was about to happen because there were so many fires, there was so much fuel load that um, they were basically telling us that we needed to act. Ghost Ship refers to the Oakland Warehouse fire that killed 36 people in 2016. After the July fire, Caltrans issued a notice that said evictions would begin in five days and that people's property would be removed and possibly destroyed. Theo Cedar-Jones is a resident. The desperation of our situation is a motivator, I think. Uh, The threat of eviction, the threat of having our community shattered and of people's living spaces destroyed is a serious motivator to get people involved if they see any avenue of of legal remedy. Two days after receiving the eviction notices, Wood Street residents came together and filed for a temporary restraining order against Caltrans, Governor Newsom, and a number of other parties. The injunction blocks Caltrans from clearing residents and their belongings from the encampment until late August. That's when the next court hearing will take place. The city, county, and Caltrans have until then to come up with a plan for moving and securing shelter for residents. Somebody said the law is built sort of brick by brick. So first you need to find grounds to even physically stay here and and have a cease and desist against eviction. Then there's lawsuits and claims made for damages. And I would say the scope of those damages is going to be much larger than has ever been claimed before because of the level of maturity of this community in its infrastructure, in its culture. While the judge who ruled on the temporary restraining order was sympathetic to residents, he made it clear that they do not have a spot at Wood Street long term. That's because Caltrans must offer alternative shelter. The agency said that its goal would be that, quote, the nearly 200 people estimated to be living at the site have access to shelter beds. That's not good enough for Wood Street residents. Many people have lived at Wood Street for several years and built elaborate homes. One even has a fully functioning bathroom, including a shower and toilet. They have solar power, a community kitchen, and a garden where they grow herbs and flowers. Every Sunday, residents and volunteers get together for a barbecue and play live music. They've built a strong sense of community. Jazz Calibri one of the main plaintiffs in the case residents brought against Caltrans, says she doesn't want the plan for shelter options to be left solely up to the city and state. 
the people that are in the situation are going to know best what the proper solution will be. We're communities of folks. We're here because we trust each other and we rely on each other. And I'm worried that the solution that they're going to scramble to make will try to separate folks, isolate them, be shelter beds or like pallet shelters or just apartments like the best case scenario for their like press wise would be apartments but it's like that's still isolating that still separates folks that want to be in community with one another over 1900 people are living in cars and rvs in oakland according to this year's point in time count that's 500 more people than 2019 when the count was last conducted nearly a thousand more people are now considered homeless in oakland since before the pandemic Oakland only has about 1,400 shelter options, a mix of beds, RV parking spaces, and community cabin sites, for more than 5,000 unhoused people. Caltrans has said that there are plans for the city of Oakland to build a 100-bed community cabin village near the encampment. It would be funded by a $4.7 million grant from the state, but it wouldn't accommodate everyone at Wood Street, and city officials say they don't have a timeline for when it could break ground. The whole mantra is like housing as a human right, but I feel like we're even moving beyond that with this particular community. It's not only housing alone that helps people. It's clearly community care and it's networks of trust and support that like actually help people survive and thrive. I've seen too many people go through the shelter options that are available that are isolating and they're back out here because they know this is a place they can rely on. For residents like Clutch, the biggest fear is losing his space and community. If they kick us out, where do we go? But it's just an endless cycle because a lot of these tenant residents here have been evicted multiple, multiple, multiple times. Why not just set something up for us? Why not just spend that money on something, especially with this nice nice plot of land over here. I'm a homeless veteran. I fought for my country, and my country doesn't think I'm worth housing. And that sucks. That really sucks. Like many people who live at the encampment, Jessica Huffman, who lost her possessions in the July fire, says she was urged to move to Wood Street by police after facing numerous evictions at other locations around the city. The cops made us come to Wood Street. Where should we go where you're not going to harass us and where we can just, like, try to live without being pushed around all the time? Just go to Wood Street. Just, nobody cares about Wood Street. Just go over there with everybody else and you'll be fine. Now, encampment residents face eviction in the name of safety. I'm not blight. I'm not trash. I'm not garbage. I'm a person. And I didn't choose to be in poverty or whatever. But since I am, I'm doing the best I can. Why aren't you considering my humanity? You know, I do have a job. I do have things to do. I got responsibilities. I have bills that I pay. I'm a regular person. I just don't have a house. On land owned by multiple stakeholders that sits largely out of public view, it's been easy for this encampment to be overlooked for years. The fires here have raged because the city and state couldn't manage the encampment. And now, residents who have built their lives here are being kicked out. Once they're evicted... If residents refuse the shelter options offered to them, they'll likely move to nearby city-owned land, where the eviction cycle will start again. That was Karen Creighton, producer and reporter for Fifth and Mission. 
For more coverage on Wood Street and other stories on homelessness in Oakland, visit sfchronicle.com and the Chronicle app. This episode was reported, produced, and written by Karen Creighton. It was edited and also written by me, Cecilia Lay. Special thanks to King Kaufman, Sarah Felberg, and Sarah Ravani for their help. And thank you for listening.